Hey y'all, it's uh, Monday night, the 8th of June. I'm going to wait for a few people to come in here. I'm going to try to uh, add somebody who's recently out of Facebook jail again here. Hopefully I'll uh, be able to add it. Somebody had showed me how to do this, so we're going to try to do this again. see who all's here. Uh, Robert, once you uh, get here, go ahead and comment that you're here. I'm going to clean this handy dandy. Wow, that's a little better. Must have had cow manure on my, uh, on my uh, good old screen. Yeah, as you guys start coming in here, go ahead and um, make a comment. Let me know where you guys are at tonight, and how things are going, where you are, and who you're working with. I can see I got a few people tuning in. I just don't know who's here, so Go ahead and comment as you come in here. Uh, hopefully, Robert will be here in a second. I am. All right, anybody who wants to be on here, you kind of know the routine or whatever, but go ahead and comment where you guys are at tonight. Let me know what the weather's doing. If anybody's down there along the Gulf Coast as well as the Atlantic Coast down in Florida, I know y'all are getting flat out hammered. All right. I'm going to see if I can add you, Robert. Okay, Robert, let me see what I can do here. Technology. Tonight's uh, special guest is my uh, wingman, Robert Green. All that good stuff there. So, there he is. I don't believe it. We actually got him on screen tonight. How are you, brother? Straight out of What's that? Straight out of Facebook jail. Straight out. Hey, drop your camera down a little bit. All I can see is your... There you go. That's better. There we go. All right. Well, welcome back. Uh, how, how, how was our time again? I know you seem to um, like to spend your time there. Cell boxes. cool as always. <laughs> You've got a private room there now, don't you? Yeah, no we're, doubt. We're not going to go into what you did this time. Looks like you're uh, coming live from... Uh, the Robert Green bunker there, a.k.a. the man cave. That's it right there. Yeah, I see uh, Mr. Randy Lincoln. I think he is somewhere in Pennsylvania. I'd seen him ask Tony Justice uh, if he was uh, going to be in Pennsylvania or whatever. So, Randy, let me know where you're at. Everybody else, I don't know who else is tuned in tonight. While we're sitting here talking about this, reach down there and hit that share button. Don't, don't do a, a watch party, but... Hit share the old-fashioned way. That way we can get the word out that we're back on the air and all that kind of good stuff again. So, anyway, if you guys would, get the get it shared out there. And we'll like, give a shout-out to our sponsors and everything here pretty soon. But Robert and I actually got to get together and uh, reminisce about a few good times, if you want to call it that, or times. Friday nights. So I thought, <laughs> what the hell, man? I might as well bring him on tonight. I'm up live from an undisclosed hotel somewhere in Pennsylvania, which I was very relieved. My normal carryout place tonight actually had outdoor seating. It sounds like the uh, governor of this state's finally starting to open things up as well. Ran into some guys that were uh, in the parking lot down here doing some maintenance on a, on a big, uh, well, it was a big uh, trash compactor, I guess, in a scrapyard. These guys were putting their masks on to come into the hotel. And I said, guys, you don't have to wear those blessed things in this hotel. And they said, hallelujah, finally somewhere that's not requiring this. And they said, well, do we need our letters to check into the hotel? I said, no, you don't need nothing. I've been coming in here for the last three months because I man, I took a couple of weeks off coming out here on my deal, but haven't ever been, I haven't asked for a letter of, of oh, what's the word I'm looking for, Robert? Uh, you're being essential. These guys were from New Jersey. Yeah. They said it flat out sucks in New Jersey. They had been harassed by law enforcement and everything. So these guys were driving. Oh, I can imagine. Trucks. I can imagine. John Crawford is in Pennsylvania. Uh, Robert John Crawford said to tell you hello. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Carlisle, PA is where Randy Lincoln is. Well, wish I would have known that. I uh, was in that area earlier today. 
Uh, we're staying safe out here. Oh, Andrew, pardon me? Alan's somewhere near me right now. That's where he was Saturday, or did he sleep all weekend again? Nah, he went out and come back. Oh, okay. Well, Alan, good to see you're safe and everything. Um, let's see who else there. John Crawford, let me know where you're at in Pennsylvania. I, I might actually be halfway close to you. You never know. Nobody ever, nobody really ever knows. So, hell, most of the time I don't even know where I'm at. Robert, and I know Robert never knows where he, he is. He doesn't. Know. Pardon me. He's in the Northwest. Northwest. Well, I'll be in that neck of the woods probably Wednesday night. Straight up 81. What's that? Straight up 81. Well, that's not Northwest. That's Northeast. Okay. Now, as far east as I'm going. Where, where Did you finally get your dispatch for this week? No. I was supposed to go tomorrow, like I said, but call today. Oh, we ain't got nothing. Okay, I'm staying here. It's probably nothing where your minimum rate is. So anybody out no, anybody else not. out there sitting saying to hell with it? I'm not I'm not gonna roll right now. Go ahead and throw your comments in there. Everybody's kind of got their minimum that they're willing to work for. That's one of the conversations that Robert and I were talking about. So you know, everybody's needs are a little bit different, you know, whether you're a owner operator at least to a company or if you're running your own authority uh pulling your own equipment i know there's a lot of a lot of different variables in there uh there's uh there's kendall science one of our neighbors there how far are you gonna make it Alan? what's that i asked alan how far he was gonna make it oh he's heading back <laughs> there it is robert just typed in there his uh minimum his minimum there per mile. I, I know he pulls company trailer and he's leased onto them. So, you know, like I said, everybody's numbers are a little bit different. Let's see. Tonkahannock. I'm trying to think where that is. I think I've been to that place. I'm trying to think where that is. Tonkahannock. I'll tell you what. Out in the middle of nowhere. Where, probably in between a couple of hills, I'm going to guess. So, we got to figure out something tonight. Anybody, uh, Anybody happen to be down in a Greenville, Tennessee, or down in that area tonight? Comment if you're down in that area. I'm gonna come up with something there. If you happen to be down around the uh, the boys down there at the uh, Davy Crockett, I'd like to see if anybody's down there. <clears throat> One of these days, we're gonna have to have somebody stop in there when I'm on the show, on the air, and I'll bring them on live. I'll even maybe come on early. Yeah. Something sometime if they're ever down at the Davy Crockett, give a visual and maybe I'll put the staff on there. I think that'd blow away the boys down there at the uh, down at uh, yeah, it would. Joey Gates, I'm doing okay, I guess. Nobody's told me any different yet today, so don't be the one. Oh, look, Hope's even here, she's paying us compliments. So, oh, it's Miss Kim from Road Pro, really? she's here, Kim. Kim, thank you very much for uh, for supper Friday night. Robert Robert said uh, supper was on you guys there, so thank you guys very much. In case he didn't tell you, <laughs> but anyway, thank you very much, uh, Kim and the crew at uh, Road Pro there too. You know everything that they do. I know Robert's kind of a one of their whatever you want to call it people for them. Lost children. What do you call it? Lost children. Okay, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Let's just be the lost children instead of being a spokesperson or something for somebody. So I, uh, I actually was, uh, in a, in a, uh, service plaza today, saw some national guardsmen had a very interesting conversation with those guys. They were actually moving gear back out of, uh, Harrisburg back to their home station. And they said, uh, <clears throat> I'm not going to mention where they were from or where they were going, but they were national guardsmen. And they said, don't believe everything you're seeing on the news. I said, well, how, how ugly has it been? And they said, it's only been a handful of people that have been really causing the problems. By and large, a lot of the protests and what have you uh, have been extremely peaceful other than a few derelicts of society. So that's, that, that's my, I think that's my two cents worth from the men on the street that actually been experiencing it. So, you know, big shout out to all our National Guardsmen and active duty military that uh, went out there and tried to do their part, you know, 
I know it had to have been a tough situation for him because when I was in the military, it was always like, man, I hope I would never have to do something like that. And uh, what's your opinion on that, Robert, from your days in the Marine Corps? Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's BS that they even have to be pulled out. I mean, you know, or put in, let's put it that way. Did, did they have this many screwed up people that want to do this much damage that they got to call out the military? I don't know what happened to the people in the United States. You know, they, did, you know. they did tell me that <clears throat> from what, what they saw, the, um, the protesters and the people that were actually in the street, they were treating law enforcement a lot different. When the military showed up, the whole demeanor of everybody changed a lot. There was actually a lot of, a lot of respect shown toward our military, which was really good to hear. Really, really good to hear. I, that that meant a lot to me that, you know, people kind of changed their tune a little bit when the military came in, you know, versus yeah. what's going on. I think they realized, you know, hey, the military doesn't want to be there anymore. Let's not make life. This is this is commentary from Jerry, you know, having retired oh, yeah. almost 20 years ago at this point. But, you know, it was it was kind of good to see, you know, those guys, they were, they were actually kind of, I think, grateful to talk to somebody else and then they didn't share a whole lot with me until i told them i was um retired military but they did say the uh, situation down in dc was um was a whole lot different than what it was here in central pennsylvania so i'll just leave it leave that right there i know it yeah kind of, kind of some scary times and what have you but anyway <clears throat> just kind of glad to still be out here doing what we do well there's bill weaver i can't believe it actually actually showed up on chrome and steel radio i don't even i'm gonna call him out when's the last time anybody saw bill weaver do a live uh do a live on chrome and steel one of the co-owners of chrome and steel radio he did one about a 45 minute oh really okay what a week ago well hello there's andrea marks there Good to see her tuned in. Andrea, give me a call tomorrow. Um, one of our fellow drivers has been worried about you. One of uh, one of the old boys from out in Nebraska. He uh, was wondering if everything was okay. So just wanted to uh, let you know that. So give me a call tomorrow and I'll tell you who it was. Hell, I'll just say it, Andrea. It was Andy. Damn it, Andy. I can't think of his last name now. Andy Irwin from Valentine, Nebraska. I know he's out there tearing it up. I think he's back underneath of a bull rack right now. He's fixing to do that that long long haul. There's been a lot of stock moving long distances coming off of rangeland and what have you. So about time for I guess a late spring summer run right now. So my goodness, Bill Weaver is sitting in Philly. What is he? Two hours? <laughs> Two hours for me. I can't believe this. The number of people up uh, I was sitting here looking at that are actually in Pennsylvania right now. There's my uh, old buddy Max Grove there, my my fellow cowhand out here. He's the one that make th makes things uh, happen out here at this buying station. So, but anyway, <clears throat> Robert, what should we talk about? Hey, nice hat. Yeah. I wonder where you got that from. Oh no, I found it. Yeah, probably next next to somebody's truck. I would say. Yeah. Well, what do we? Actually, walked across the parking lot out of somebody's truck. Do what? Actually, it walked across the parking lot out of somebody's truck. Probably, I wouldn't doubt it. Probably some nasty old dirty cow haulers Dodge piece of trash pickup. Oh yeah, but, you know that. But yeah, it could be worse. It could have been a Chevy with GPS problems. Do what? Could have been a Chevy with GPS problems. <laughs> so what should we talk about tonight, Robert? What what what, what do you feel like addressing? Something upbeat. Something upbeat. Okay, we can't talk about rates. That's depressing. <laughs> oh yeah. So how are we gonna toilet? Come up with something. Bill, give us an idea. Out here. I'll listen to this. Some, somebody knows what's going on here with 
with Bill. And uh, John was wondering how your burgers turned out, Robert. Obviously, you talked to him. Uh, oh, great. Great. Uh, Randy Lincoln wants to know where you I'm at. Me Randy, Randy wants to know where I'm at. I'll, uh, I'm uh, about halfway between. Uh, where the hell am I? I got to think about this for a second. I'm halfway between. I'm halfway between Harrisburg and uh, Baltimore right now, right on the Maryland. Okay, Andrea says the new hours of service are here. That's exciting. I. Being yeah. one of them. You mean the one thirty six? I promise. Do what? <laughs> What's that, Robert? I said, you mean the ones they're going to take away from us? I don't know. I. I've been running under the essential gotta go stuff and still on paper. So, I mean, I kind of do my own thing for lack of better words. Uh, those of us in the livestock world, not saying that to beat on our chest or anything like that, but it's kind of been business as usual for us. So Robert, are you, are you up to what's going on? Um, With us? Let's see. We're still in the toilet. You're right. You're right, Andrea. Livestock is really starting to move, and the the packers are close to running at normal capacity. I know that um, a lot of my friends that they're they're running the daylights out of hogs right now, but they're not. They've kind of slowed down on what they're doing into the uh, the slaughter facilities that are the big mega ones. They've been up uh, going into more of the uh, the smaller, mid-sized, and smaller uh, slaughter plants are only killing about a thousand head a day right now. I know they've been. Kind of busy with that, and I know that cattle are starting to move. The range range cattle are starting to come off. Weanlings here in another couple of months. The uh, the conditions. I guess what would be moving now would be the fall born stuff that are conditioned, getting ready to move into the feedlots. The six to eight weight stuff there, depending on when they were born and what have you. So, yeah, I know the the meat patch out west is still down, way down. Is it? Yeah, that's where I come out of coming back home, and it was just, yeah, it was horrible. Yep. I'll tell you what, I just I just found something here. Kendall, I was kind of looking down through the um, through the uh, the list of things to do, <clears throat> and the Ohio uh, County Fair's the uh, the governator, for lack of better words. I'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to go any further. Just kind of left it up to the county county uh, fair boards to discern determine how they were going to do their fairs as long as they uh, <clears throat> try to pick my words carefully here, let them determine how they were going to uh, accomplish what all the guidance was to stay compliant with CDC regulations oh, yeah. or what have you. But <clears throat> they'll behave. I know that, I know that the uh, Clark County fair, these kids, you know, there's a lot of these kids, they, they, they started their projects back in, September, August, September last year, a lot of these projects started, especially the uh, kids that do the beef beef projects with their heifers or steers or whatever. And then the uh, winter winter short in the state of Ohio, and I think it did in a lot of other states. So our particular county, they've kind of come up with some, well, the way they're going to do it. The only people that will be allowed on the fairgrounds are the exhibitors, plus I think five family members or something like that. Not going to have any public showers. They, most of the bathrooms are going to be closed. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do for food concessions. But of course, the food concessions they're not going to have are actually the good ones where everything stays locally within the county, whether it's with like the uh, county pork producers or the local high schools that have like a food trailer, for lack of better words. Uh, one, of, one of the schools does a ribeye sandwiches. Another one does sweet corn. And then the other Tater hut. None of those are going to be going on, but at least the kids that have projects are going to be able to take their projects out there. I guess what the plan is for our particular county is the uh, livestock won't be able to be on the premises for more than 72 hours. I know there's a lot of people been griping and complaining because it's not going to be a full fair. Well, I'm going to say this. Anybody's county that's having a fair, whatever they've come up with, be thankful that they're able to do this for these kids that bust their ass on these 4-H projects that they've been working on. You know, they take a lot of pride in this stuff. <clears throat> so, you know, be thankful. And uh, there's going to be a 
I know there's a lot of counties in the state of Ohio that they're going to be doing their premium sale. They're trying to figure out how they're going to be able to do an online premium auction. So if you have whatever counties that you guys live in, I don't know how other states do it, but if they have a, a, a way to uh, somehow get, get a little bit extra cash into the hands of these kids for these projects, you know, we don't want to see them fall on their face because that's usually how they, um, they fund their project for next year. It's not a, it's not a cheap endeavor for those of you that aren't really familiar with 4-H projects and the work that goes into it, you know, it's blood, sweat, and tears and, and what have you. I mean, I, I can tell you for so many kids out there, Jerry, the sissy, they're going to have their camper out there and they're going to try to feed as many as they can. Okay. I got you. Yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll try to do some live stuff out there. Anybody that's, um, trying to do what they can yeah. for, for the kids. You know, I, I, I like hearing that, you know, that if, if they need anything as far as, uh, you know, some help with any of that stuff, have them get with me. I'll, uh, I'll gladly donate to the cause for that type of deal. I mean, everybody knows that I try to do what I both. Pardon me? Me and you both. So, you know, <clears throat> that's, that's a mighty big heart, you know, and here it is looking for something positive to say and talk about. And here it is, you know, people, people stepping up to help everybody else, perfect strangers and everything else, you know, and, I, and that seems to be what the, uh, especially in the agricultural community, the agricultural youth world, that's what we try to instill in them is, yeah, it's all great, fine and dandy to get that ribbon or get that banner for a grand champion or whatever. But, you know, what we really need to be instilling to make them better citizens is teamwork, camaraderie, and that uh, willingness to help somebody else that's struggling. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what we've tried to tried to do. I know Tyler's, Tyler's happy that he's going to get to show one more last time before he goes off to college. On that note, there's something else positive I just thought of. Um, yeah. Tyler graduated off last week. Um, the boy's been busting his hump ever since, uh, I don't know, whenever it was the last, what, three months of his senior year. He actually was working full time. I know that last Monday there was no way he was going to be able to join me. He worked, I don't know, 16 hour day or something like that. They were putting up hay. So, yeah, welcome to the graduates of 2020. Welcome to the real world. It don't get no better. <laughs> yeah. Suck it up, Buttercup. Time to go to work. That's right. That's right. What a rude awakening for, for becoming an adult, I think. Well, they got a, what, a three-month vacation? Well, I'll tell you what. You, not a three-month vacation. They got an extended spring break. But, you know, everybody always talks about yeah. how they had the ultimate skip day. The seniors of 2020 have just beaten everybody. For oh, like I know. last 120 years. <laughs> They just skipped the whole last quarter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the thing is, I guess, I guess, I, I think it's going to be funny when this generation is just graduating. You know, we always tell these stories and all these other kids, you know, are, you know, what we used to tell our kids. I told Tyler and my daughter yeah. and all this stuff. Well, you don't know what tough is. We had to walk uphill both ways in a, in a blizzard to school, ride a bicycle yeah. to school, two miles down a dirt road, which – which is no lie with me. I actually live so far out in the country. It was two miles to our one-room schoolhouse. People are going to say you're full of shit, but sorry. It really happened. Little House on the Prairie in northeast Nebraska until I think I was in the, in the fifth grade or something like that. Went to the same school that my dad went to, that my grandfather went to. So, I mean, you know, great stories, but, you know, kids today, they're like, yeah, right. Another old man story. Well, they they're gonna have the ultimate one when they're telling their kids and grandkids like, well back in back in twenty back in twenty in the roaring twenties this is what happened to us. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I just I just I just wish all the uh, seniors of twenty twenty the best of luck in whatever you're gonna do when yeah. you're going to going to a trade school. You know, those of you that haven't made up your mind or you've got family members that haven't, maybe push them, tell them to take a look around at the people that never slowed down, didn't get laid off. Uh, maybe maybe that's where they're going to want to explore their future instead of a, uh, a four-year bachelor's degree type of thing, but some kind of trade. Yeah. Hey, learn how to work on semis. You always got a job. Yep. 
you know, learn how to weld. You always got a job. That's funny. It's funny you bring those two trades up, Robert. Tyler's two best friends. One of them's going to diesel school, and the other one's going to welding school. That is so funny you bring those two up. You need to have him call me. Which one? The one going to welding school. Okay, we'll do. He's uh, planning on going I'll to put him in touch with his instructors up there. Yeah, he's going to Hobart. I think he's going to get into that specialty metal welding. Yeah, Megan Tig. Yep. Yep. Now Tyler Tyler's decided he's going to uh, pursue pursue the four year degree, but he's going into the animal sciences world, and that's what he wants to do, dealing with uh, animal nutrition. So I mean, there's a lot of a lot of science that's involved with that. I didn't push him into it. I said, hey, you go do what you want to do, and we'll try to make happen with whatever you need to do. You know, as as a parent. Oh yeah. But. You know, in the, in the uh, animal nutrition world, that's another thing that's never really going to go away, because cows got to eat, cows got to still produce milk, they got to produce calves, and everything else. So that nutritional thing is really important. Plus, he wants to uh, probably dabble in genetics too. So you know, who knows? He might make the next beef eater cow or something like that. You know, something that's going to be a top producer, gain in weight, and then also uh, know how to how to uh, build the perfect feed. I mean, you, you just, you just never know with kids what, what they're going to accomplish. You just never know just the normal everyday kids are the ones that seem to make everything right. happen. So I had to throw that out there. But, oh yeah. I, I agree. 100%. You know, everybody's not a four year, four year college type of kid. No, nope. No, and you shouldn't be expected to be. I mean, you know, some people just have God-given talents and, you know, they get that certificate, you know, to be an electrician or a plumber. They develop a passion. And... I've taken that course up at Hobart that we welding. Um, that's 198 hours of pure hell. <laughs> yeah, but when they come out of that school up there, Hobart, I think they're 28 to $32 an hour right out of school is about what they make. Yeah, as long as you're not in your late forties. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you have a little bit of experience with that one. Oh yeah, so late forties. And now you know the rest of the yeah, story. They pretty much. I was pretty much screwed on that one. And now you know the rest of the story why Robert Green is a truck driver and not a welder. That's it. He was discriminated against because of his age. But it would, yeah, it, it there would you never go. be all your jail time, you know. No, I yeah, I I can't beat the jail time I get. <laughs> it was there. I know. You tried to bring me on live and it was in the process of putting me in jail. Yep. For Mary Lewis, uh Robert is only a part time truck driver now. He only drives a part of the time yeah. he's not sleeping. It was there, <laughs> I had to say that. I don't even know who she is. Must be a friend of yours, but I couldn't resist saying it. Yeah. But well, what 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 else you want to touch on? <clears throat> Other than welcome back, non-essential drivers on the roads. Oh my gosh, it depends where you're at. My land, the non-essentials. You thought you're could, good with the fuzzy. Do what, Bill? You're good with the fuzzy uh, bread. Yeah, as long as you're not allergic to penicillin, just go ahead and eat it. If you are, scrape it off. Oh, man, fuzzy bread. I gave up on it. As long as you can't wring water out of it, you're okay, right? That's it. Right <laughs> as long as you're not eating a soup sandwich. There you go. Now, what I was going to say about the non-essential drivers, I'll tell you what, I don't even think they're, I think they're non-essential people breathing the air the way some of these people are driving out here. My land. They lost three months of driving oh experience and Holy crap. I thought they drove bad before. Now it's just a whole other okay. ball game. You know where I live. Oh, yeah. Why was there a flat bed with a 48,000-pound coil sitting in front of my house today? I don't know. Oh, I do know why. I do know why. He called oh, please. me. He Tell called me. me and needed directions. Did it, was, it, was it a prime track? Yes, it was. I gave him directions to your house. I told him, I said, what you got to do, and then if you get lost, just stop at this address. We'll get you out of there. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, the only problem he was headed down into the neighborhood, not out toward that he dating yellow. God. I don't know how he got I just kind of looked at him with that spread axle and said, you're going to have fun. <laughs> you either got to back out of here or run through somebody's yard. Hey, I've done that in Tip City. You know when they have the uh, oh yeah the, the Mum Festival or we're up there when they close down the main the state route. I come through there. Yep. I'm not going to go into what I had on, how wide I was, or how heavy I was. But I was on route because I was on an open open permit. I went through there. Yeah. And they sent me through a residential neighborhood. I know they had to replace a few curbs by the time I got done. Oh, I can imagine. That's all I'm going to say. I, I like the traffic circle north of Dayton on Route 235. It's a shame I never got that D9 dozer that I wanted to pull through there, and I would have dipped the blade down, and I would have made that freaking circle north of town big enough you could get through there with something wider than 12 feet long and 100 feet long, or 12 feet wide and okay. 100 feet long. I'll just... I'll... You need to bring your cabin trailer down here and go through this new one in town. Nope. That they put in. Nope. 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 I can't get... I can't get my SUV around it without wiping out a curb almost. That would rip the bottom out of a cattle trailer. There is not a whole lot to the oh, structure yeah. on those things. It's not like a yeah. an RGN with a with a thick um with a thick main beam that you can you can remove curbs with those. Yeah. Especially when you're grossing 140, 150,000 pounds. <laughs> it's amazing what it'll give before the trailer will with those type of deals. Yeah. Oh, you get that much weight and that much pressure, it's going to give. Oh, not that, not that I've ever pulled any of those kind of loads or anything. I'm just talking out my ass, of course. Not at all. So, well, anyway, oh, I guess I guess we better give a shout out to our sponsors here, shouldn't we, before we forget about it? Yeah. Let's see. Davy Crockett, TA, down in Greenville, Tennessee. Where is that? Exit 36 in Tennessee on I-81. Full service TA. They got a Dunkin' Donuts in there, which which I could find a Dunkin' Donuts I could get into with what I'm pulling right now, but that ain't going to happen. Not height-wise, <laughs> not long, not, never mind, those tight circles. It's hard enough to get through there with a one-ton dually. Never mind when you got a trailer on or even more. So they've got that. I think the Blue Plate Diner's open. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure they are. <laughs> See, that would be Tennessee, so they'll be able to eat inside, eat outside. Papa John's down there. They've got a full-service shop. Also, one of the few truck stops in the United States right now that actually has Bill Weaver's trifecta of music in stock. I know he's chipped, what did he send, about 30 of each CD down there to the Davy Crockett. So yep. anybody who's there, make sure they stop in and support BillWeaverMusic.com as well. At the Davy Crockett TA. Yeah, that was pretty smooth, wasn't it? I plugged two of them. Yeah, that, you practiced that. No, I didn't. It just kind of shot out, sort of like. Uh, <laughs> That's why it worked. Sort of, sort of like, uh, well, anyway, we'll just leave it be. <clears throat> yeah. And also. And at that moment. <laughs> do what? At that moment, he knew to leave it alone. Yes. I got a ticket yeah. down here. Oh, Bla you know what? We did find Robert. I found the guy to move your circle. Blake Anspaugh from Eaton said, yeah, I'm the man for that. Blake, uh, message, yeah. message uh, Robert. He'll uh, get you right in there on exactly how. Yeah, I'll get you right in there in a truck route. That's the sad part. Go in there with one of the. It's on a truck route. What he needs to go in there with is a piece of his tillage equipment. That should do the job, I would think. Piece of tillage equipment. That way you can move the curb, reshape the topsoil, and uh, then somebody has to just come in and throw some grass in there. So, Jerry, you know how hard it was to get where we ate dinner. Yeah. I know. And it should have been a straight shot. Maybe he can just come through and fix it all at the same time. I can't believe Fairborn, Ohio. <laughs> there is not a street. I swear it's a combat zone in there. They've got four lanes through there in some areas wide, and they got three quarters of a lane to get through. And it's one of those, why didn't you just close the whole damn street? Well, then I went to leave and had to go back over to Central, and they've got that street tore up the same way 
except for one lane going in the opposite direction. I, I have never seen so much ingenious. Hey, oh. ain't nobody said anybody is smart in this town when it comes to road construction. No, I know why you didn't have any protest. Hell, they couldn't figure out how to negotiate the base, let alone the streets that were missing, you know? That's it right oh, there. Man. I just see what I thought about it, and I told you to follow me out that night. No, I was all right leaving. I knew how to get out of there. He just kind of followed the whatever little sense of Yeah. Direction. What I should have done is just went over to the base and flashed my ID card and cut through the base is what I should have done. Yeah. But then I had the what Spanish inquisition of what are you doing? What are you doing on base? What do you want? What are you looking for? I'm looking for a way to get out of this town is what I'm looking for. That's all you got to tell them. <laughs> oh, it was there. I had to They'll let you get on old 444 and run right up to the other entrance. You go in there by the hospital, run all the way up. Yeah, I know. Get off at that new yeah, the old inspection drag, hangar up there. No drag strip through there, basically. I think it was a taxiway at one point. But it's too far away yeah, it from was. the rest. It's too far from the rest of the base to be much of a taxiway. So <laughs> I was just like, my land. Okay, you guys, th those of you that run across I-70, you know how tore up Indiana is um, <clears throat> between the Richmond, Indiana, and Indianapolis? They ain't got nothing on Fairborn. That's all I'm going to say. They got nothing <laughs> on Fairborn. Oh, no, not at all. It was there. It I takes me 38 minutes to get to my truck from here. Because of the construction. What are you doing? Taking a scooter down there? No. Foot pumping one of them? I'll, I'll bring you. I will bring you one of them Amish uh, Lancaster County scooters with 26-inch wheels on it. They say you can make great time on one of them. Oh, I bet. I don't know. I, I'm, I've, I've thought about um, trying one of those out. But I know where I'd end up. I'd probably end up on my face, road rash, and everything else. But. I don't know. Maybe I'll try it and get somebody to video it for me. It might be worth a good laugh. There you go. Might be a good laugh. So we put that on chrome and steel. There's a lot of things that probably because it is steel wheels. No, 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 no. They're hard. No, they're they're pneumatic tires. They're pneumatic. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're allowed to do. Another that. ones I've seen have got those steel wheels on them. Uh oh, no, there's a little bit rough on the on the cow pass. Oh, God, it keeps getting worse and worse. Taylor just snuck in. Uh-oh. Where's, uh, excuse me, where's the bouncer? Where, excuse me, is there is security in the yeah. please? Security, security, could you please ask me? Alan, do your job. Alan, you're letting the, you're letting the riffraff in here. I guess we better uh, sponsor our, our sponsor. We better uh, give a big shout-out to somebody who's actually um, another one of those guys that's really trying to help out. Help out the industry, uh, Matthew Kane over at rightload.com, R-I-T-E, load.com. Um, you guys need to start following him on a, I think, does Rightload have their own Facebook page too, Robert? Yeah. Make sure you follow yeah, him. Yeah, I believe so. He's, he's working on an effort. Once things calm down, down in Washington, D.C., he's uh, going to get a group of people together to, uh, especially veterans, Anybody who wants to volunteer to go down to Washington, D.C. with him, he's uh, volunteered his services, his time, and everything else to go down to Washington and uh, help uh, clean up the veterans' memorials that have been defaced with everything that's going on. So kind of follow follow along with uh, what he's doing there to uh, kind of get things back in line. Uh, <clears throat> I talked to Matthew the other day, too. Seems like a really, really down-to-earth guy. So, you know, he's, he's all about trying to keep money in our pocket, you know, <clears throat> and for those of you that never ever checked it out, go go check them out. Rightload.com, R-I-T-E-L-O-A-D.com. And uh, we had a discussion here a couple of weeks ago on Matthew doesn't charge a percentage, the full price of the load of what the customer is going to pay. You're really booking it directly with the customer through his uh, through his load board. And there's a lot of these load boards, if you want to call it that, or dispatch services. They're charging. <laughs> Hundred plus dollars a load to book a load for you. Matthew's only taken twenty thousand dollars. Taken. Pardon me. Not counting what you're cutting out of it. Yeah. So you're not dealing with a broker. 
Matthew is straight up $27 a load, no matter what it pays, whatever he's going to pay you, he's going to charge you $27 to, to book that load. Just uh, give him a call. I know when I talk to him, I think his son's the one that kind of runs all that, that, well, whatever you want to call it, the setup company setups, both with the uh, customers, as well as the drivers. So anyway, that, that that's kind of what right loads all about. <clears throat> And then, of course, uh, Jack's Chrome Shop. I mean, it wouldn't, we wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for good old Dave Coleman at Jack's Chrome Shop. He's uh, He footed the bill on this whole thing for himself there for a while. So go check him out. Uh, Jack's Chrome Shop. See what he can do. Uh, see what he can do for you. To uh, Sounds like Allen's outside of Springfield in that construction. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's dealing with the bullshit on 70. <laughs> hey, Alan, welcome to Clark County or Madison County. Where hey, Alan, you really want to feel good about yourself? Drive to my house. Yeah. Through town, not 675, through town. You, you won't mind that mess that you just went through. I don't think he could make any turns without dropping that thing off of a three-foot drop. <laughs> I know he couldn't. He couldn't do it bobtail. Uh -uh. There's no way. But anyway, well, I think it's time for me to get off of here. Robert, thanks for joining me. At least we got somebody to laugh at me no for a change. Anytime. So you don't you don't know when you'll be hitting the road again? Uh they put me out to Wednesday, so who knows? Hey, while I'm thinking about this too, everybody, make sure this year, when you start seeing the farmers markets start opening up in your communities, make sure you're buying from. Go to them. Go to them. You're going to get farm fresh products. If you've got anybody in your immediate area, it doesn't matter where you're at in the United States. I know you can find places. Go to these farmers markets. You also will probably find somebody who's selling freezer beef or whatever. That way, you're cutting the middleman out. These these guys they raise their own beef, and I'll tell you right now, it'll be the best best meat you've ever gotten. Especially with uh, some of the, yeah, well, some of the some of the guys. I know there's some people doing it with pork as well, but you know, fresh vegetables support these local farmers markets or roadside stands or whatever. And more than anything, make sure when you go to a grocery store, take a look at who the uh, who the label is. As far as you know, I'm not talking about see where you you can look at look and see whose label it is, and then you can do a little bit of research back out there and Google if they're a U.S. owned or if they're, you know, if it, if it, if something doesn't seem quite right with it being American beef or American pork, which there's a lot of misinformation out there too, especially in the uh, pork world, um, you know, in this global economy that we live in today, you know, a lot of people's investments are actually in foreign companies that turn around and invest back yeah. in the United States. So there's a, there's a big myth going on right now. With um, with one of the big pork producers, I'm not going to single them out by name, but those of you that are paying attention, kind of see what's going on, um, <clears throat> saying that it's a Chinese-owned um, meat company. It may be Chinese-owned, but it's basically owned by Hong Kong. It's a Hong Kong uh, investment group. Wouldn't be afraid to do that because you can go buy stocks in those companies. They're not killing the pigs here in the United States, shipping them to China processing them and sending them back that's not that is not going on with this stuff that's american beef money pardon me it's just the money of the company that's going overseas well yes and no i mean you know people people can invest in those companies so it's you know investment investment type of deal so don't get don't get caught into that into that trap i mean you know, oh, I know pardon me Bill's going live in a bit. Who is? Bill. Oh, okay. Oh, we pressured him into it. But anyway, if you yeah, we did. can find like a, um, not, not so much a butcher shop, but there's a lot of meat wholesalers and what have you that actually are restaurant supply places. If you don't raise your own, which I kind of do a little bit of both, but I found a meat supplier in um, Springfield, Ohio, and they supply a lot of the high-end restaurants. 
You can go in there and buy it yeah. cheaper than where you can go into a butcher shop and buy it, and they will cut it to whatever, whatever thickness or whatever, and they've got every cut that you can imagine. Yeah. Plus, I and I know um, the produce. It still has to be stamped where it comes from. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right now, right now in our area, strawberries are are locally grown. They're not. They're not bringing them in from Florida or whatever. I mean, they're locally right. Locally sourced, but you know, here before long, sweet corn, cucumber, zucchini, and a lot of that stuff. It's it's obvious if it's grown it's by local farm. So you you won't get it. Yeah, it's gonna be local. Especially sweet corn. They pick that stuff fresh that particular day, and they're selling it fresh right off the farm. And I just you know you're you're not only are you helping American farmers, but you're also helping your community out. It's the only way to fly, in my yeah. opinion. You know, in, in the same way, um, you're buying dairy products. The American uh, dairymen, they're, they're still struggling like no tomorrow. Um, I do know that yeah, there's yeah. been a lot of dairymen sell out, downsize, and everything else. So, you know, kind of be kind of be wary of that. Not wary of it, but, you know, just try to support your, your, your fellow Americans right now in this time. You know, the dairymen are yeah. trying to – they're struggling to stay alive. The American farmer is just – we don't. We don't have that. You may have, have nothing. Well, everything, Jerry. You may have to pay a couple bucks more for it. Yep. But I'll pay a couple bucks more for something that says "Made in USA." Yep. But especially if it's my neighbors that are growing it, you know, it's just like yeah, just like if you um, you know, you you've got a neighbor that's working in a, a manufacturing plant here in the United States, and they're they're selling silk assemblies <laughs> to an auto manufacturer. I'm not going to call out any particular one, but you know, yeah. if if you're out shopping for a car, take a look in the window, which which is what I always do. Take a look in the window on the sticker, and it'll say what percentage of that car is is American made. It doesn't matter what the nameplate is, but look at what the components are. What percentage of that vehicle is U.S. sourced or North American sourced yeah. or whatever. You know, because if that if that stuff is being produced, say seventy five to eighty percent of that that vehicle is 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 American, American and Canadian. You know, those those are your neighbors who are keeping in a job. Not to mention guys like Robert, um, a lot of these other guys that are tuned in here too, that they pull drive in. I mean, that's that's their livelihood. They're they're getting the components yeah. from one manufacturing plant to another. It's the trickle down um, effects of really what's going on. You know, we, everybody talks about being pro America, pro America. Well, take a look around and, um, you know, your neighbor might, might be the guy that's slapping fenders on a, on a Chevy or a Honda. doesn't matter. Yeah. Like I said, look at the sticker in that window and see what percentage of that is, is us or North American components. It's not just in the window, Jerry, you can look on the door tag, Yep, the door tags now and it's on them. Yep. I mean, back back when I used to pull pneumatic tank hauling plastic pellets, the majority of what we pulled went to Honda and Toyota, the different types of plastics, yep. and you know, there some of them were carbon fiber type of deal. It was a fiber reinforced, um, or it was a glass reinforced um, carbon fiber type of thing. That that yeah. yeah, just because it was going in a Honda or a Toyota didn't mean it wasn't American because that particular plant that I pulled out of was in Indiana. They brought the resins in there. The resins were made out of U.S. petrochemical facilities. Right. Shipped, whether it was in a solid form or a liquid form, made into the particular material, and went back on a pneumatic tank to go to another plant, we'll say in Michigan, where they made the heater boxes and the uh, intake manifolds, <clears throat> as well as uh, some of the different types of plastics that they uh, put on the uh, coatings and wiring and thing like things like that. You know, that was all American yeah. wire, American American plastics being done by American American workers. In a, you know, it's multinational. Everything's multinational anymore anyway. So, you know, take that into consideration, you know, right? Just because it's one of the big, however you want to look at it, big two or big three that are American nameplates. You know, Dodge is owned by uh, the Ram, which is what I drive, is owned by, by Fiat. But, you know, if it weren't for Mercedes-Benz, Dodge wouldn't Dodge Chrysler wouldn't even be in existence anymore, more than likely. Those that saved it. it, and then Fiat 
came in and bought it from them. And, you know, I, I think there's some ties with, um, with Ford and Mazda as well as a Chevy and Toyota. I can't, can't put a full finger on it or anything like that, but you just kind of look at, if you kind of follow the money trails and things like that, a lot of the joint ventures, because I believe Youngstown, Ohio, the, uh, or not Youngstown, what is that, Lordstown, that plant that used to be right there on the turnpike by Youngstown, is that Lordstown where the cruise was? Made? Yeah. That's, uh, that's yeah. supposed to be back into that plant between uh, GM and Honda making batteries for these hybrids. So, you know, it, just because, oh, yeah. just, just because it's not a total American nameplate doesn't mean that, hey, possibly it, it might be more American than what you realize. So, right. Anyway, there, I said my piece. I think I spread that out pretty good, didn't I? Help your neighbors. That's yep. what I'm getting at. That'll work. So, That'll work. But anyway, I'm going to bail off of here. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we'll try to hit it again next week. A lot of it has to do with my schedule. I know some weeks are rougher than others. Last week, it was a super late day because uh, I had to get <laughs> things done so I could get back home for Tyler's graduation. So, anyway, did I forget anything, yep. Robert? No. All right. Well, Not at all. All right. Well, you guys behave. We're trying to get Robert broke into maybe bringing his own show on here once in a while. Maybe uh, do a little bit more. Oh, yeah. While I'm thinking about it, I'm, I'm glad I saw your hat, too. Tip your hat down there just a little bit so they can, so they can see it. Take a look at that. That's Pure Country Livestock Association. Um, give um, Look them up on Facebook and uh, get a hold of them. We got tons of these kind of hats right here. They're pretty damn cool hats, I think, and they're good quality hats. Plus, we got uh, T-shirts and um, that kind of stuff that we're trying to trying to liquidate. Give uh, Sharon a call at the bullpen washout up in Shippensburg. You can order that kind of stuff. I mean, it's we got we got plenty of everything. We'll just put it that way. I mean, if you want to be if you want to be one of the cool kids, we're a Pure Country Livestock Association. Uh, merchandise so that that's where you can get it the uh, <clears throat> the proceeds from that goes into the pure country livestock association foundation that uh it's a 501c3 we try to help drivers out where we can but our big our big deal that we do is uh, for pediatric cancer and autism uh, a portion of uh, what those shirts are, well anything above the cost of uh getting those shirts and hats made goes right back into the foundation there's Nobody draws any any salary or wages or anything like that in the association. So you can go to a Pure Country Livestock Association there on Facebook, and a, you can contact them. You can also become a member and all that. We're uh, I'm on the board of directors. We're trying to get that built back up. And we know that things are things are tough right now as far as people just trying to keep their lights on and everything. But you know we. we we believe in what we're doing and uh, we're going to try to do some events across the United States this year around Christmas time. And I'm sure Robert will get involved with that too. If he's in town, oh, yeah. something at the Dayton children's hospital or whatever, kind of bring a bright, bright spot you know for kids. <laughs> so, all right, well, I'm going to bail off of here, Robert. Thanks for joining me tonight. Everybody have a, problem, good, brother, a good night. Good night.